good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Heel Team 6 Wrestling is proud to present the Bodega Wrestling Podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Bodega Wrestling Podcast. I am your captain for the evening, the quintessential Puerto Rican muffin, Jorge Luis Martinez Jr., and we're going to fly at 35,000 feet up in the air, but actually, you know, I'm afraid of heights, so we're actually going to bring it down to three feet. <laughs> so, you know, I get emotional sickness quickly, but as always, I have a couple of co-pilots with me tonight. This guy, we had to search deep into the jungles of Puerto Rico, and we finally found them hanging out with Alberto El Patron. <laughs> so, uh, introduce yourself, sir, please. Once again, I'm back in the Bodega Wrestling Podcast. My name is Robert. People know me on the internet as Robert Does Wrestling. It has been a while ever since I have done a show with you guys, so I'm... I'm happy to be back. We skipped a week last week, but once again, we are back with a vengeance this week. All right. So we got our friend Roberto Dos Wrestling here with us. And also we have our good friend from the Hills Have Eyes in the Carolinas. We had to climb high into the mountains to find the next gentleman here. One of the co-pilots. He's the host of 127 different podcasts a week. Well, he's here with us tonight. Please, sir, introduce yourself. My name is Mike Larkin, one half of the Steve and Mike show, and I'm happy to be back here on the Bodega Wrestling Podcast. How are you? We're doing good. Thank you for being here. And last but not least, we actually found her this lady because we have the wrong address down in the swamps. And her mail was going to the swamp thing next to her. But she's finally here. And, you know, she brings a little swag from New Orleans. Please introduce yourself, ma'am. Hi, guys. It's Courtney. I'm back in action after taking a whole week off. But let's have fun tonight. We got a, yes. lot, of, we got a lot of good stuff to get into tonight. All right, guys, so we have it here. The pilot, the co-pilots are here, and we're about to start. And we're going to start with the biggest news of them all, which was last night's AEW uh, pool party extravaganza, which was an hour of blandness, in my opinion. Hopefully, next episode, they'll do a 30-minute show with the last two minutes being the biggest thing of them all. But it was still kind of good. We got to see at least more new wrestlers being added to the show. Uh, they have a partnership with AAA. Uh, they have more female wrestlers. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the biggest secret, which was not a secret, Kenny Omega has made his appearance. But the biggest secret is that he'll be wrestling against Chris Jericho, hopefully, at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Uh, Mr. Roberto, what do you think of last night's AEW 
pool party by the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the, the whole thing. Obviously, they were looking to get those visuals very similar to WCW circa 2006. Obviously, that's why they did the pool party with the announcements as far as for the card so far for double or nothing it is good but i'm still missing that hook that that thing that might get me to watch that show i, I cannot obviously speak from for no one else but I'm missing like a piece. Also, uh, Omega joining them and obviously him being part of the upper echelon and being an executive of the company caught no one by surprise, obviously. And let's see what they can do now that he have he is at the driving seat. So my overall thoughts is I'm still not... 100% all in <laughs> but you know I'm still obviously paying attention because it is the hottest topic in wrestling today how about you Mr. Larkin I gotta tell you the Jericho Omega rematch from what we saw at New Japan with those two when Kenny was the US champ I gotta say I'm looking forward to seeing Jericho Omega everything else on that pool party was alright I mean we had some nice developments we had likes of Kylie Ray uh, you know joining the fray we've seen Kylie Ray and Rise she's done some work in Japan we had Nyla Rose who's also done work in Japan and it's the Korean uh, Warriors of Wrestling Women's Champion out there on uh, Staten Island New York for that promotion we got to see Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers I mean overall I gotta say It was it was not bad. It was like like Jorge, like you mentioned, it was it was blandness. Uh, but you know, towards the end, you know, I picked up with the Jericho Omega stuff. So overall, I was fine. And you know, I'm interested. I'm very optimistic to see what comes forward for uh, AEW. What about you, Miss uh, Switch Babe down in New Orleans? Um, I actually enjoyed the whole thing, and I mean, and I've got to be honest, I'm kind of biased when it comes to AEW because, like I've said before. Me and the Bucks go back a decade now and to, you know, get to see them and see Matt emotional and actually having tears in his eyes, you know, just, it was amazing. And, you know, Kenny did not shock nor surprise me. I even retweeted one of my friends said that everybody owes her a Venmo of $20 for every DM And every tweet that they send her saying that it was time for Kenny to go to the WWE. And I'm like, same, but I only do PayPal. Because, <laughs> like, I was telling everybody, just chill out, relax. He's not going to the Fed. Just chill the frick out he would. And now I'm like, I told you so, bitches. And that brings me to another one of the signees that hasn't been mentioned yet, Mr. Jimmy Havoc from, um, I believe he's from Dartford and Kent in England and he is an amazingly talented guy his promos are just fantastic his you know he is technically sound in ring yes he's known mostly for his hardcore work like CZW he won tournament of death um but he does have a submission victory over one Zack Sabre Jr who is one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet Um, Jimmy has over a decade of experience. He is a creative mind. He is going to be a good 
good, solid addition to the AEW roster. Um, also, the matches I'm excited for because a lot of fans that didn't get to maybe see it before in person are going to get to see Jericho versus Omega. And one thing that wasn't mentioned as well is Bastard Pac versus Hangman Page. That match is going to be insane. So I just can't wait. And I'm optimistic and hopeful, cautiously optimistic and hopeful because I know anything can happen, but. Yeah, but you know, and I agree with you and, and staying with the whole AEW thing. Um, things that I found interesting was also the partnership with AAA in Mexico. So that is going to be good. You know, we saw the Lucha Brothers jump the young bugs. One thing that I found interesting was Sammy Guevara, which is the cruiserweight champion in Mexico. How he came out and actually brought the AAA uh cruiserweight title with him and another note is funny that just last week he and mlw parted ways because he was double booking himself um in in mlw dates and they didn't want to deal with the same thing what happened with rush so they parted ways with him last week because he was double dipping so i thought that was interesting there and also i know um mr larkin mentioned about Nyla Rose being the first transgender uh, wrestler yep. to be in the promotion. Now, I know Twitter had a little fun with this last night. Some people were mad, some people were upset. My question for you guys is the Nyla Rose signing, <laughs> do you think that's a, a stunt to bring in more fans from out there? from the LBGQT uh, society, or do you think that they really going to push her in the company to be a wrestler? Because now it's her and Sony Kiss, who also got announced to be in the company. I mean, anybody could jump in and, and give us an answer. Oh, let me let me speak first on this one. All right. So I, you know, Sunny Kiss, Exolicious, Lucha Underground, whatever you want to call him. I, lo- I love him, by the way. Yes. I'm, I'm tremendous talent, an amazing, amazing talent. Uh, with the LGBT community, you know, New York, Jorge, we're both, you know, we're both New Yorkers. So we yes, know sir. they do they do a lot of matter of pride events out on Long Island. So you see he was actually a part of one. There's Jamie Senegal. There's so many great talents in the LGBTQ community. Excuse me. Uh, I think it's fine. I don't think it's a stunt. You know, she's a talented individual who makes history. It marks history. And I've seen her work. And I no matter what she is, I think she's an amazing talent, amazing human being. So I think it's going to do well and just creates more history for the professional wrestling scene overall. And, and I'll... Um, I'll go ahead and jump in and just say this, that one thing that I noticed over the last, I don't know, it's been almost 24 hours since this thing aired, or we're almost 24 hours, is that two weeks ago, the recreational outrage audience on Twitter was griping and complaining, saying that AEW is nothing but white males and then two weeks later they give you diversity and they give you everything that a wrestling company should be to reflect today's society and then you want to bitch about it so I, I even tweeted today I'm like some of you are so obviously just looking for something to be pissed off or 
outraged about and just to jump on it and jump on that outrage train and it's freaking obvious it's obvious and it's just i'm like time to reset the day since bullshit on wrestling twitter meter (laughs) it's like i think honestly sometimes fans do not know what they want themselves and this is a situation where you can see that clear as day the fans themselves don't even know what they want at this point <laughs> let, let me go last <laughs> so i am not a fan of identity politics so let's say to 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 that person uh ling is, is the is the the name i got i got you know the person in mind rose yeah Nina rose so it is not fair Why? Because they're already judging him or her on her identity before she or he even had a match on AEW. That's fucked up if you think about it. So that is the main problem that uh-huh. I have. Yeah, that's the main that's the main problem that I have with identity politics. People just search for your identity, saying, "Hey, this person is transgender, therefore." I'm in this camp and no, that's, that's fucked up. It, it doesn't matter in what camp you are. You should not be judging people, you know, by their identity. Why? Why? Because that is something you cannot change. You are burned. You are burned that way. Therefore, it is good for you to have said that person and whatever, but please don't judge that person on that merit. That is not, you know, some, a good measurement to judge a person and obviously a wrestling performer. Go ahead, Jorge. Well, you know, and the thing funny thing was that uh, when they announced uh, Kaylee Ray and Nyla Rose, I'll be the first one. Honestly, I was like, who and who? Because I've never heard of Kylie uh, Kylie Ray. I know she did more wrestles for uh, Booker T wrestling down in Houston, Texas. But if you don't follow that little small indie or you don't see it, how are you supposed to know who Kylie Ray is? Same thing with Nala Rose. I don't know who she is, but I've heard that she's been wrestling since 2013. Okay. Has she been somewhere that I will be able to see it on TV to know who they are? Now, another question for you guys. Saying that, if you've never seen them before, do you think these announcements are great for the company to bring in new fans? Because now people like myself on Twitter have to go out and search for them. And then we find out who they are. Do you think that helps uh, the company and helps the wrestler uh, gain some notoriety because now people are searching for them? I'll go first once more. Yes, because it helps get their name out there. And, you know, you get to see them, you know, on this platform that is AEW surrounded by who a lot of people know with Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and more. And you get to learn from them, which is also a great part about it, too. It's besides wrestling with them, you get to learn from them and you get more knowledge. So I think it's a, I think it's good all, all around. And again, it's more for the fans. It gives more people to search for you and check out, you know, previous works and, you know, what's to come for that particular individual. Go ahead. Uh. Switch, babe. Okay. Um, one example that I can use of this, and it's actually perfect for this, is 
look at a guy like Killer Cross. He debuts on Impact, and he, unless you were paying attention to the West Coast indie scene, you know, you really didn't know who he was. So, with me, anyway, the type of fan that I am, I'm like, okay, I love this dude. I love his look. I love the vibe I'm getting. So, let me go and try to find more. And it led me to go and look up stuff on YouTube, to go look up their social, if they have a website and whatever, if they have merch, if I really like them, then I can buy their merch and support them. So, you know, there is a possible way that this could have a backbeat effect because like me, like now I'm following FSW where Cross came from because he came from there and I start watching their matches. I see they have some good talent there. So now I'm interested. Now I'm following it. Sorry to cut you off. What company was that? FSW, Future Stars of Wrestling. It's out in Vegas. Okay. But I'm just saying that like that, like that's how, in my instance, how it led to a backfeed effect. It led from me going from the bigger company impact to the smaller indie FSW and becoming a fan of that. So I think that this is going to be a great thing for the scene. And this is kind of a side and an angle and a facet of this that not a lot of people are um, looking at, you know, that, hey, somebody can see Kylie Ray and be like, oh, I really like her. She looks she looks nice. Like, let me go look her up. And then they start looking up her matches. Then they look up ROW. Then Booker T starts getting bigger crowds. And this is just it's, you know, it's kind of. It's like a Mandela effect type situation or something. I don't know. It's just. In my case, anyway. You know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I am. What about you there, uh, Mr. Roberto? Yeah, the, the, it should be a, a 360 win for everybody who is involved in all the other promotion. I don't think there, there could be actually a backlash. It all, it all depends, obviously, the way that you protect, uh, you present all those new talent and obviously the talent that are transgender and stuff along those lines. So it all depends how you present that. It, it, that's my you know, overall thoughts on, on all of that. Next topic, Jorge. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and I, I want to stick to the AEW because this is important. Um, I think it's important. Uh, this whole transgender uh, issue because when she was announced, uh, Nyla Rose is like Twitter all of a sudden went berserk. And there was a couple of posts where people made, and, and uh, there was one person in particular, she had made a post and she had never said anything disrespectful. She wasn't uh, bashing anyone, but she said that how, how they mentioned her instead of bringing in more bigger names to start and then bringing lesser names into the company, just like they did the opposite. They brought in lesser names in and you're supposed to get excited by that and how people are going to get upset if she doesn't know who they are. She's going to have to look for them and vice versa. But it's for some reason, Twitter just went upside down with, oh, you being homophobic, you saying this, you saying that. The person never said not one homophobic thing. She just voiced her opinion. Now, do you guys think that this wrestling on Twitter, is it the young crowd, like the 25 and under, that just don't understand people like us? 
who are older how we see wrestling or this is just something that us got to get used to it like when you voice your opinion you actually already getting attacked for your opinion and you don't feel comfortable saying anything because you're gonna get attacked i mean what do you guys think about that whole thing let me let me go first uh twitter could be a good place to you know make new friends but there's also a lot of toxic people out there that they will find anything to be outraged so i i, I don't pay that much mind to that type of drama i don't want toxic people you know in my life <laughs> in real life why would i want them on you know social media and i get it so you know there's let's say let, let me let me put a different idea you know talking about the tweet that we are talking about now jorge let's say if you were to gather a lot of wrestling fans you want to maximize your profits for let's say a aew show who would you bring in i think that is a fair question my the answer it, it is easy to 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 do you bring in batista who is connected to hollywood if you want to have obviously that promotion and that cross, cross promotion of all the gossip pages about you know hollywood and all that shenanigan you could bring in goldberg who's doesn't have a contract and have it like goldberg versus batista for the first time ever whatever and you prove that as the semi main event and you know that you will have a big house and i think that is a legitimate you know observation about aew and i don't think no one should be judged badly because they don't are not that much into the whole indie style of promotion as long as they are not insulting people making people feel less or anything like that no one should be worrying about you know things like that go ahead larkin you know what it is like you know a lot of people have their opinions and you know everybody's entitled to their opinion as far as the twitter thing goes you know it's great because like for all like connection like you said robert and you know the promotion stuff but you know you know everybody's gonna have it i mean we're older maybe some people don't understand it but you educate them on it you know you do it in a nice polite way and if not then you know they can just kick rocks and unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that like to put that toxicity and negativity out there like i like for example like you know you can pretty much kill somebody with kindness with that stuff or you can go in the direction and say that they have small genitalia but you know you try not to go that route you try to put take the positive side of things but everybody's going to be entitled to their opinion and you know it is what it is good or bad they're making noise and they're getting talked about so i can see it from both sides but you know you got to try to take the uh, good road about it miss switch babe this <clears throat> this whole situation is just It's just very eye-opening to me because one observation I made on social media is this, is that the people who are the first to lose their shit in an argument online and show their ass, those are the people in real life. I don't want anywhere around me if a crisis or a catastrophe happens because they're going to lose their shit first and they're not going to know what to do. Those are the types of people 
who are toxic, low vibrational energy human beings who cannot formulate an intelligent thought if it hit them in the freaking face. So at this point, when it comes to, you know, some of these, especially the younger ones, because I am 30 and I I am friends with a lot of the 20 somethings and stuff. And what I've noticed with them is, is that they get sucked into the drama and the bullshit so easily. And, and, and I think it has a lot to do with youth and not having the maturity to see that, Hey, this isn't really real. This is somebody that you're probably not going to meet ever, you know, don't let it get to you, but no, it just, it, it, pierces their heart quicker than you can blink and then their feelings get hurt and oh it's let's go to world war three on twitter over something because somebody made me mad and that's why like i decided a couple of weeks ago to start you know scaling back my involvement in a lot of this and i'm going to tell you ever since i have i feel more zen and more at peace within than i have in months So it's just, you know, it's whether you participate in it or not. And I just choose, like, if I see bullshit, I just look at it, make a face, like, for fuck's sake, and move on. And that's how I handle it. Well, those are the words to live by by summer. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I just want to, you know, get all the AEW stuff in there, you know, ask the questions so we know because Twitter is a big part of wrestling if we noticed. And either you're good on Twitter or you're bad on Twitter. Naughty. Right now, right now nice. I'm, in the, I'm in the naughty list right now on Twitter. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm in the doghouse. Why? I don't know. But yeah, for my opinions. But anywho, I think we spent enough time on AEW. So let's move on to MLW. My God, I, I'm all these alphabet letters. <laughs> which, yes. which alphabet is, soup up in here. Yeah, or something. MLW, which is Major League Wrestling. <laughs> And they held their super show last week with a one-hour extravaganza live and in living color. And I thought that show was good. Uh, they had two matches, and my goodness, the two matches were amazing. The tag team match for the Lucha Brothers against the Hard Dynasty was amazing. And that finishing maneuver that they had uh, Davey Boy Jr. And, T- uh, and Teddy Hart perform to end the match, insane. And they are the new MLW Tag Team Champions. And they also, we got to see uh, Mr. Tom Lawler uh, defeat Loki, my man. I miss him in Impact Wrestling for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. And I don't know if anybody else saw that. Um, if anybody has any, you know, any comments about the matches, anyone? Um, I did see some clips of it. I got to say, you got a hell of a tandem with Davey Boy Smith Jr. Teddy Hart. You throw in some flying Brian, Brian Pillman Jr. in there. You have some yeah. great Tom Lawler, Loki. Yep. Uh, you know, it's solid, man. And I think that also goes to, and I'll segue with this, or, hey, you know, the whole MLW Impact, you know, involvement. I mean, you see, like, they got a show together coming up. I mean, you got Tommy Dreamer and Conan. Also got a little bit of part in a MLW as well behind the scenes. So I think that's going to make for something interesting because it's kind of like about time because a lot of Impact stars aren't MLW and vice versa. So I think that makes for, for some fresh matchups in the future. Roberto, uh, I don't watch. Else? I don't watch MLW. I skip. Oh. I I skip anything that have to do with them, 
So yeah, that's right. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told, I'll well, tell we'll, you why. We'll, yeah, yeah, we will skip Roberto. He's having some issues right now with the with the jungles in Puerto Rico or something. <laughs> so we'll skip him. Uh, Switch, babe. Did you get to see the show? I didn't get to see the show, but like Mike, I have seen the clips and I have seen the clip of the GIF of that finisher with the New Heart Foundation, and that thing is awesome. Yeah, I love I love Brian Pillman Jr. to bits and pieces. He is such a nice guy. You know, I've interacted with him several times online, and he is just a genuine sweetheart of a kid. And, um, you know, like his dad was one of my heroes growing up. I oh, love yeah. Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. And so it's kind of ironic that now, like, you know, I'm kind of online friendly with Brian Pillman's son, and he is now a champion <laughs> with Teddy Hart, of all people, <laughs> and the Bulldog son. I'm like, what the? I'm like, this is insane. This is like my childhood has come back in like a 2.0 type form or next generation. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tom Lawler, I love filthy Tom Lawler. I love him to bits, to bits and pieces, dude. And I'm so happy to see that. And, you know, with the way that MLW and Impact are working together, that leads me to another thought. A dream match that I've seen a few people say, but not enough people say. You put, and y'all know where I'm going with this, right? You uh, put. I think, you, but let's just throw it out there anyways. Um, Killer Cross. Of course. Mixed martial arts background. Filthy Tom Lawler. Ooh, mixed martial yeah. arts background. You put those two in a ring together. I guarantee you are going to get some freaking magic. Mm. So impact needs to kind of more work with MLW and kind of maybe get crossover there a few times. Like I would love to see that. And there are some other opponents in MLW that he would, he would do great with as well. When being Brian Pillman jr. You know, cause like there's a lot of Pillman in cross. So it would kind of be fun to see that. In action, kind of see how the dynamic plays off of each other in the ring. Well, um, just, just to add up to you thing that you mentioned right now about the matches, uh, we also know that um, on April or April coming up, they have the WrestleMania weekend stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, we know that MLW is having a show, and every every other wrestling company is having a show, but Impact Wrestling and MLW have decided to tag together and do like an inter-promotion with wrestlers because of the simple reason is that a lot of the wrestlers, like you mentioned, you know, dream matches were being double booked, triple booked in the same day to be in different promotions wrestling from morning to night. So Impact Wrestling, MLW got together, decided, okay, since we're going to do this, MLW is going to have the first show at 7, from New York in that one little uh, location that I forgot. Anybody know the name of that location? Are they doing the Melrose Ballroom again? Yes, yes. Thank you. The Melrose Ballroom. Impact was supposed to do their show there. So now MLW is going to do their show there at 7 till 10. Give the fans an hour to drive to New Jersey because after 11 o'clock, New York has a law or a curfew where of comeback sports. And since wrestling is a comeback sport, they have to move to New Jersey. So now you get to see Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, who were being triple booked that day 
for three, four different shows are going to be able to wrestle in both of the shows, give enough fans enough time to drive to New Jersey because it's going to take you an hour to drive to New Jersey to watch the Impact show. And like Switchbed was saying, now we we might get to see those type of matches happen on that specific date on those two different shows and both of those shows are going to be shown live on Twitch. So this might be the opportunity that Switch Baby is talking about. Switch Baby, now you can continue with what you were saying about those matches knowing that that might happen. I mean, now, like, I kind of know something's up because, like, the Impact talent and the MLW talent are kind of going back and forth a little bit, and they're kind of, you know, they're kind of mingling a little bit, and they're kind of, you know, starting to lay the groundwork for, um, for potential challengers for this show. And so I'm kind of seeing it take shape. So just knowing that MLW and Impact work together and we're good guys and we're fan friendly and provided some fan service and to hear that, you know, in New York, you can't be out past a certain time with combat sports. And so they're giving them time to head over across the Hudson to New Jersey and be able to enjoy both. And that's really good to hear. And the thing about the wrestlers being triple booked and all this other stuff too, I think the market for independent shows during WrestleMania weekend is heavily saturated at this point. If you go on Reddit, I think there's a page and there's like this list and it's like endless of all of these shows that you can go to. Yep. And I think that we need to kind of curl curtail that and maybe have just the best of like three or four companies get together and put on one show, you know, and cause I get that you want to provide entertainment and you want to provide as much wrestling as you can in that metropolitan area. But you're oversaturating the market a little bit and yeah. you're getting these guys to work way too much during a less than a week that's when the injuries are going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's when fatigue sets in and, and mistakes and botches happen. So it, it's kind of like we need to stop overworking the talent and we need to stop overrunning the market because this is it, it's it's happening over and over again. And I see it over and over again in the wrestling industry from this to New Japan run, and and basically running the West Coast dry. Yeah, but, but switch, baby. I'm gonna stop you there real sick on your on your thought there because uh, Robert and Larkin said the same thing you're saying, and what I'm gonna say now is WrestleMania weekend is WrestleMania, and yeah. then the WrestleMania weekend just came out with the smaller indie companies saying, you know something, we could make some money over this weekend if we run some of the indie wrestlers. And this is where they make their big money is this weekend, the merchandise and stuff like that. And if you notice, like you mentioned right now, and you guys have mentioned, everybody's joining in to WrestleMania weekend. Now the bigger companies are joining in to WrestleMania weekend. Impact Wrestling just joined WrestleMania weekend last year, which they wouldn't even even dare to touch that years ago because they were too big for that. Now you see MLW, you see Dragon Gate, you see even New Japan Wrestling, you see Stardom now coming to WrestleMania weekend because this is, like you said, is the big money weekend, but it's so 
is so flustered right now. So much traffic. All right. You mind if I just add a quick two well, things well, right here? Yeah, go right. ahead. All right, cool. I wanted to go back to what Courtney was saying about Killer Cross and Brian Pillman Jr. Because I like that idea because Killer Cross and Brian Pillman Jr. are homies. So I got to give you that. That's something I definitely would want to see. Number two, I also just wanted to add to that because you talk about Rawway in New Jersey. Like, you know, I the Jersey all pro wrestling shows that they used to do there. And just like you mentioned from Rawway and, you know, the Melrose Ballroom, it's going to be very exciting to see what happens that weekend. Because, you know, you got ROH and New Japan at the Garden. You got the shows at Impact and MLW. It's going to be a huge WrestleMania weekend. So I just wanted to add a little bit to that and just say, like you mentioned, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a hell of a, hell of a weekend. So, so what I was trying to say, uh, Switch Baby, is that what you were saying about being so saturated is that now you see more companies joining in into that, into the WrestleMania weekend, you know, because right now it's all about that money. People are want to go there and uh, you are going there, aren't you? Me? Yeah, to uh, WrestleMania yeah. weekend? Yeah, I'm going to the G1 Supercard show. I'm uh, going and, to... And who are you going to see now? Who are you going to see? Come on, tell us. And I'm going to get to go to the Bullet Club block party. And who are you going to see? Though? Who are you going to see? And finally, it's going to happen after... After tell us already who you're gonna see tell us <laughs> i'm gonna get to meet switchblade himself jay white she's <laughs> <laughs> gonna get to see me though yeah I, I got the um the photo op and the autograph session too so that way i got a chance to kind of see him twice because they're i think they're gonna do it like separately so I decided I was going to live it up. And then I'm going to go to WrestleMania because um, they're going to have direct sh- shuttle buses from the yeah. party, you know, to keep people safe, you know, because they are going to have alcohol there. But of course, I'm not going to drink because I can't drink alcohol. Um, but, you know, <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm excited. Like, I have a countdown clock going on my phone right now and I can I can tell you till the time that that thing opens the very second how long I got <laughs> so so uh, so you got anything more to say about that or no no all right good. Just, just check you just wanted to get you out you know get the whole Jay White thing out there and the whole bullet club and everything else out out of the system <laughs> Oh, there's only one other thing I have to mention. Who do you guys think? Well, because I did mention it. Who do you think is the former world champion that's going to go you know, for that show? What? Go ahead. Magnus. Who else oh, you, are you God. thinking? Come on, stop. stop. Yeah. Of course. That's the biggest upgrade Impact Wrestling should do. Now, that, that's, for, that's for tonight's announcement? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so what do you guys think about this? Like, I, I'm thinking, you know something? I agree with with Robert. I, I think it could be Magnus because it could bring some NWA things into Impact Partnership. And I think for ECW, it's either RVD or Jerry Lynn. Okay, I'm hoping Jerry Lynn, because if it's Bully Ray, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna turn the TV yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dislike that guy. 
That guy has spoke too much garbage and trash of Impact Wrestling for years for him to come back just for that, whatever that whole that's happening. Well, they're building it as like a first time ever. My original guess since Tom Lawler won, I was going to say, watch, they bring back Loki because technically, you know, he's held championships there, but he's never been a world champion. But it's more first time ever. And Johnny Impact and Bully Ray haven't touched. So there's your first time ever right there. Ugh. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just trying to think. And Matt, well, Magnus also makes sense in a way, Robert, because, well, they haven't wrestled each other either in NWA involvement. And I know you just want to see Magnus because it's Magnus. Yeah, that's, yeah, of that's one of my guys. Oh, Jorge. Hey, also, as long as it's not El Patron, please, anybody <laughs> better real. Yo, Jorge, I know you have, you know, Belas in your home asking God to bring El Patron back. No, I my know God, no. you're you're having some voodoo stuff over there. Told the truth in the podcast. <laughs> Come you clean. Got the dolls. You got the voodoo dolls. You're moving <laughs> yeah. closer to Impact Wrestling. Come back, Alberto. Come no, back, Alberto. Anyways, <laughs> let's think back. Let's think back to the program here, please. Uh, also, we we have uh, coming up in April. You know, we over we already know the NWA ROH for the Crockett Cup is coming up. If people remember the Crockett Cup, but also now they've added. Uh, New Japan Wrestling and CMLL Wrestling as promotions who are going to be sending multiple tag teams towards the tournament. So that should be interesting. A partnership there now with Ring of Honor, NWA, bringing in you know El Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now I'm, I'm hoping that LAX becomes part of the Crockett Cup because if you're going to have tag teams you have to have the best tag teams in the world and LAX is top three and most likely Lucha, Lucha Brothers will be there too so what do you guys think about that that, that, that announcement their partnership there good good stuff good stuff uh, the, the the Crockett promotion they, sh they should be uh, what I what I'm hoping right is that if they plan to record that stuff and put it on a DVD or a stream it to please... Well, it'll most likely be on fight. Yeah. To please open, you know, open those, those, um, how can you say, you, you those um, pay, you know, those checks and... Pockets, yeah, yeah those pockets, pockets. Yeah. And they could get a good, you know, production because the, the show that I saw from NWA 670 anniversary show, that show was not, you know, a pro level standard. That 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 could it be. It was the first show in yeah, 70 uh, bruh, years. Come on, man. Bruh, <laughs> Here we go. Bruh. Bruh, it was the it was the first show in 18 years since NWO folded. Give it a break, bro. It, that is that that could be good for like some indie stuff and oh, stuff like oh, that, but that is not you know professional. I hope they at least do something better this time with the production. I hope you find yourself out of the jungles in Puerto Rico soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will say this. I think it's good. And like you mentioned, LAX and just to develop more with teams in the crack up. Personally, I like it. You know, NWA, I saw the 70th anniversary show. I thought it was it was good. I know Robert with the production. I hear you on that as well. But let's talk about the real reason why Jorge liked that, because you got to see your girl Hollywood from Glow on the show, brother. Yeah, boy. 
Hollywood. Yeah. So Hollywood. So my thoughts, it's going to be good. And I, I truly wish it well. And I look forward to it. Go ahead, Courtney. Um, I pretty much have nothing really to add here. Like the fact that we have like all of these companies working together for one event is nothing but a good thing for talent because then you're going to get to see those crossover dream matches that you thought you would never get to see. And I think maybe with, um, isn't ROH involved in this? Cause if ROH is involved in this, you have the Sinclair television broadcasting company behind them. Right. So maybe the production will be better if they air it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you never know, but you know, most likely you'll be on fight network, you know, stuff like that. But you know, I- I'm actually going to say something that I'm going to regret. But the next news uh, I want to talk to you guys about is the upcoming releases and people wanting to leave their contracts. Mm-hmm. And you guys already heard about Dean Ambrose from Connecticut and stuff like that, you know, which you guys know I don't talk about WWE at all. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I had to mention that. But we also have, you know, my, Matt Seidel. His contract expired with Impact, so he's gone. Uh, we know that um, what's the tag team with Falaba? Uh, Kevin Matthews. Oh, KM and Falaba, yeah. KM, yeah. he has 45 days left in his contract, which means the end of March 31st, he's going to be done. Uh, we also know what was the tag team partner of uh, Trevor Lee? Oh, Caleb Conley. Kevin Conley. His contract is also expires March 31st. Okay. So there's a lot of contracts that are coming up. Um, oh, also, Diamante was released for her contract with Impact. We also forgot to mention that one there. So, I mean, right now, there's people who are leaving, people whose contracts are expiring, people who got to get cut. Do you think any of these individuals that we just mentioned can end up in other companies like AEW or Ring of Honor? I, I could totally see Dean Ambrose jumping ship. I'm, I'm not like a fan of the guy or anything like that. But, you know, he's, you know, I guess popular within that, you know, hardcore fan base. And I could totally see him, you know, working with uh, AEW. As far as all the guys that you mentioned, it, it kind of, I'm, you know, Let's use the 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 word uh, that is the favorite word of you know Larkin flabbergasted. I'm feeling flabbergasted (laughs) (laughs) about Impact Wrestling not finding something bigger to do with KM. It is like you got a big dude who can talk on the mic, who knows how to act, right? Take advantage of that. And obviously they have him doing the tacting stuff with Falaba, but he's one of those guys that could go to the next level. He he he's one of the guys who will benefit highly from a mid-car belt, if you were to ask me. How how about you, Larkin? You're a piece of work. And uh, number <laughs> number two <laughs> flabbergasted, he said. So, spell it. Spell it. F L A B B E R G S T. 
flabbergasted. Boom. So anyway, uh, you got Dean Ambrose. Now, Sammy Callahan is already pushing him to come to Impact, his former tag team partner in the Switchblade conspiracy that they were in CZW. Um, I mean, I really don't know what they're doing with Dean Ambrose. I mean, looking at that side of things, I I'm, I'm think they're aiming for a match at Triple H at Mania, hoping possibly. I don't even know. We just lost the EC3 on Raw, so that'll be the little WWE talk for you there, Jorge. Uh, so then you have, what was the other one, Trevor Lee? Uh, well, Trevor Lee, like, you know, with NXT. Caleb Conley. Oh, Caleb Conley, not Trevor Lee? Well, because he's his contract is also expiring, too, for Conley. Oh, so. Conley. Okay, sorry. Uh, Caleb Conley. Okay. Uh, Caleb Conley, uh, I could maybe AEW. I could see uh, they're looking to get new faces on 205, put them on 205. I would say the same thing about Matt Seidel. Um, you know what it is, too, man? All, AEW, whatever they do, I know that they're going to shine because they're amazing talents. So wherever they go, they go. As far as Diamante goes, I believe she's still the current reigning and defending Queen of Combat's women's champion. She defeated Sue Young for that title. Yep, well, she's uh, yeah, so Diamante, man, I remember watching her tryout match on NXT against Asuka, so she would be great in NXT with the girls. Uh, she would be great women of honor. The matches she would have with the likes of like Kelly Klein, there's Stella Grays there. Uh, there's so many up-and-comers in there, Sumi Sakai's. Uh, so anything, anywhere they go, they're going to shine. That's really all I can say. Let's just see how it all pans out and how everything comes into fruition. Miss Switch Babe. Okay, with Dean Ambrose, this thing smells like a work to high freaking heaven. Why are they announcing months before when they could probably have a chance to maybe renegotiate with him or something to change for them to publicly say that Ambrose is leaving? Like, this, th- that whole thing just stinks to high heaven to me, and I ain't touching that crap with a 10-foot pole right now until after April, and we know what's going on for sure. With KM. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but KM and Kenny Omega go back way, way back in the day. Like, we're talking like OVW back in the day. So, if anybody has a connection to AEW, it would be KM. KM, more likely than any of the names to AEW than, that you already listed. So, you know... And if Ambrose did leave, he would have to go back to being John Moxley because that is what really solidified him on the indies. And that's what everybody fell in love with. And that's what WWE stripped away. So he has to go back to that. And he has to, you know, like I would love to see him back with Sammy Callahan and all that stuff. So but. Now, w- one more question. The last question of the night here. Uh, since you mentioned Sammy Callahan, what do you guys think about that little uh, dust up between him and uh, Austin Aries <laughs> going, oh, going, back, going back and forth on uh, on Twitter? You know about how Austin Aries said that a little mistake or one inch on the chair, he would have never have match of the year. Blah 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 blah, and they and then he called him by his real name Dan. Blah 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 blah, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, do you think that's also work? Do you think that they actually are going at it for real on Twitter or that's just, you know, for the hell of it? You know what? 
I don't care. And number two, <laughs> and number two, you got the vegan wonder that is Austin Aries. You got Sammy Callahan, the draw. You know what it is, too? Like those guys, if they're working a match or whatever, but I kind of just like the bloom has been off the rose ever since Austin Aries left the way he did for, you know, you know he left Impact. So whatever. I mean, I've been watching that guy since 2005 when him and Roderick Strong and all of them were doing Generation Next back in Ring of Honor yes. and, and that that whole nine. So, I mean, I've seen Austin Aries for the last going on 14 years now. Sammy Callahan I knew of on the independent scene. And, you know, I remember him as Solomon Crow, the hacker in NXT and where he is now in Impact. And Lucha Underground is Jeremiah Crane. So, I mean, it would be a fine match, but I'm just like – you know, you, you do more with Callahan than Aries. So it is what it is. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, whatever. I think it's just them just having fun over Twitter. Anyone else? Me, honestly, I'm like, Mike, I don't give a fuck. No. I, I just, I, I honestly don't because it's like, <laughs> really, like, when was Aries really relevant? If you think about it, since the whole thing with Impact happened. So it's kind of like, who, who the fuck cares at this point? And, you know, like just, like I get if it's for an angle, but I mean, come on. Like there's enough toxic bullshit out there without y'all adding to it. <laughs> Roberto, anything? Yeah. You know, Aries is a good talent, believe it or not. But, you know, he, I don't know what the hell, what type of vegetables is, is he eating and stuff. <laughs> it's the kale. It's all it's the, the kale. kale. Man, <laughs> I think he's, you know, he, he got like, what is the name of that? You know, the fever of grandeurs that I think that's the, the, the way you say it. Right. When you think you are. Delusion of, delusions of grandeur. Yeah, yeah, fever, delusion, same thing. (laughs) It's Puerto Rican slang. Just put put it all together. It means Uh, (laughs) delusions of grandeur. Yeah. So he 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 believed like he's like the the hottest uh, stuff in wrestling, and you know he he's coming across like just asking for attention for from. From Sammy Callahan, that's it. By the way, one thing you're you're kind of skip is all the people leaving and stuff like that. Uh, you miss, I think, the biggest one, the Undertaker, what? not you know erasing all the the WWE stuff and being available for bookings. Obviously, not wrestling, but he being available for for autograph signs and stuff like that without the WWE permission. Okay, since now you're the host of the show, <laughs> I'm going to be on the panel. This is just like Ric Flair, just like anybody else who was out of WWE. They're gonna, it's all about the money. Yeah. He's not going to wrestle. We already got tired of watching Dante walk the roads for the last 10 years when he can actually even walk anymore. It's all about money. He's still going to sign that Legends contract. He's still going to come back once a year to do something. But he's going to get his money like everybody else is doing outside. Yeah. Pretty soon you're going to see him in a video with Quavo. Uh, it's Undertaker dripping or something. Music video. You know, the, the Dead Man Rise for one last time music video. You know, or something. Oh, I'm the Undertaker. Rah, 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 rah. You know, a music video or something. He's gonna get paid like Ric Flair, everybody else. This is just just a 
another crab just to get, oh, look, here's my email. Hit me up. I could come and sit there for $20,000 for every hour if you want me to. That's it. I got nothing else to say. You got nothing? What, uh, how about got, you, Larkin? I'm going to have some fun with this. Yeah. Because some people, you know, will say like like Jorge, which is true. He's just, you know, doing appearances, doing what he's doing. You know, they'll probably bring him back from like a one-off or something. But, you know, then there's other people that picture, you know, the bright lights. You know, just the entrance of it. Could you imagine him in Impact Wrestling? I mean, you know, there was a guy also that started with a K back in the day. He used to wrestle a guy by the name of Kamala back in um, uh, the WWE around 93, 94. They had a casket match because nothing says dream match for me than The Undertaker versus Congo Kong in the Impact Zone. So, but no, but all seriousness. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness. Hey, I remember that match with Kamala, though. I know, I know. He was the fan of the casket. He was. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think it's just him making appearances, doing his thing, you know. So whatever. Same with Ty Dillinger. I think that money. Yes. Well, Ty Dillinger was another one that took off the WWE stuff, and I mean, there's another guy. If you want to talk about a guy going to AEW, I'll throw this one in because Ty Dillinger, the former Sean Spears, Gavin Spears, is very good friends and former tag team partners with Cody Rhodes, baby. So there's someone if you wanted to put in AEW. What was the name? Ty Dillinger. The perfect no, what, what was the other guy's name? The, guy, the other name you mentioned? Oh, so when he his real name is Sean Spears, but when he was in he team with Cody and OVW, but when he was in WWE for the first time, he was Gavin Spears on the new ECW. He wrestled like wow. super crazy like a couple times. Look at that. I, I never even knew that. And thanks to you guys, I just found out that Ambrose was John Moxley. Yes. I never yeah. I never even heard of him. Many years. Yeah. Never even heard of too. I saw him on as a part of the the shield. That's when I found out who Dean Ambrose and Roman Wayne's were. So Summers, let us know about what do you think about Undertaker and Ty Dillinger? Money. Okay, Undertaker number one. Undertaker, I feel like in his older age, and now that he is moving away from a more active role in the wrestling business and in the ring, is trying to get closer to his fans and trying to reach out to his fans. Like he started up an Instagram, he started up social media which we never thought we would freaking see we thought hell would freeze over first so i think that he is just setting up to be able to maybe make comic cons make um yeah yes. you know you know autograph signings and appearances and stuff like that and get to connect with the fans that he hasn't got the chance to do because he just you know wwe keeps him on the road so much and with him especially in his character he never really had the opportunity to do that many, you know, you do, you don't hear that many Undertaker meet and greets, really. You know, they're very rare occasions. So I think that he is kind of, you know, taking a step back from that role. And now he's just got the, like you said, the Legends contract, making the money. But he can still go and make more money by, you know, getting closer to it with his fans and his fan base. And I think that that's a desire that he has. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, they do like, especially a character like him and a person like him, when they get older, they kind of realize, Hey, you know, I need to get back to the fans and I need to, you know, go and go to these conventions and stuff like that. And I think that's really all that is. And I think everybody is just reading way too effing much into it. And some people are reaching way, 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 way too far on some stuff. Now, Ty Dillinger, yeah, I could possibly see him in um, AW, like you said, because of the Cody Rhodes connection. And, you know, like I've seen, Co I think Cody or Matt and Nick, one of them, 
was, you know, corresponding with him, you know, publicly on Twitter. So there is a possibility there. But, you know, as far as Undertaker goes, this is all about him making money for personal appearances and stuff like that. This has nothing to do with him going to AEW. Hell no, y'all. Whatever crack or meth you were on, you need to quit smoking that shit right fucking now because you have only one brain cell left at this point. <laughs> so, um, you know, just that's that's just my general thoughts on it and you know ty dillinger could possibly end up, or not ty dillinger what was it ty dillinger yeah ty yeah because yeah. see with ty dillinger like he has been so many different names and stuff yep. over the years that it's hard to keep up it's like dude keep a steady gimmick for a while <laughs> I don't well. I don't even count the Gavin Spears because he was only on ECW for like two or three shows, and then he was done. Like I said, he only wrestled super crazy on that new ECW that WWE had. <laughs> wow. Well, if I guess that's it. Um, now I know uh, uh, Summers have mentioned about Undertaker wanting to, you know, get with the fans. Yeah, his fans are called Benjamin Franklin, and those are a hundred of those. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's his that's his biggest fan right now in Comic Con and all those signings he's going to be doing. Yes, can I get the hundred Benjamin Franklins to line up right here? But anywho, folks, I guess that's it. Anybody else got anything else to add? No, for people no. obviously to subscribe to the channel if this is the first time that you are here and share this uh, video and audio with, with your friends. That's the most important thing. How about you, Larkin? Just thank you all for listening and just check out SM Show 1 on Twitter and check out my latest interview with the interview queen herself, Alicia Toot. It's all on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Which babe? <laughs> Courtney you Summers. Boys, you, you boys sometimes. <laughs> I love y'all. Um, mm, not much. Just that I just I just need to say this to the wrestling community as a whole. We all need to pun very much intended. We all just need to breathe for a minute. We need to, you know, reassess how we are, you know, interacting with each other. You know, let's let's keep this positive because this is an amazing, beautiful time for us to be alive where we're seeing things that we never thought we would see before. 2019 is lit. Let's keep it that way and let's keep it lit with positivity. And, you know, it's just a matter of just being a nice person and just having common courtesy. And if you and if you want to see my brand of social media, you can follow me at Switch X Queen on Twitter and on Instagram. And that's where you can find me. Peace, love, and rock on, bitches. And folks, those kind words were for Connie Summers. And you can follow her on her pages for more inspirational quotes. <laughs> and with that said, for Larkin. Whoa, for whoa, wait, hold on. Oh, whoa, 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 what? You. Well, you you what? just did an interview. Promote your interview, bro. Ah, whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I write all that stuff on Twitter. They can, they can do it. All right. Anywho, anywho, the paper has been wrapped for Courtney Summers, for Michael Larkin, and for Roberto, who's still looking for a belt of the Rio somewhere in the jungles of Puerto Rico. 
I am your quintessential Puerto Rican muffin. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been it. And it's a wrap. We will see you again next week with more inspirational quotes from Courtney. Thank you and have a blessed day. Goodbye. Bye.